So, we have been in a series called Road Trip. We've been road tripping, we've been going through Paul's journey, but we know sometimes when we're taking a journey that we have to make a pit stop or, you know, a detour with our GPS, our God positioning system, and that's what we're going to do today. But before we continue on this journey, let's take a, a, a view of a quick snippet of a video. Hey! How you doing, boys? I'm proud of you guys for committing to this season. I'll tell you what, if you start something, you follow through, you know what I'm saying? But come on, come on in, don't have all the ACL. Ever since Andy's become a dad, he's just gotten so weird. As I always say, it's not the heat, it's the humidity, am I right? Ooh, anyway, we got Yoohoo's in the fridge, some snack packs on the table, and we got some fuel for the wild night ahead, I'm sure. Come on, boys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Coaster, man. I don't need condensation on the hickory. I thought this was just fancy football. I just met this guy. Snack time. All right, guys, here you go, here you go. Got some goldfish for Ben. Last time, remember, watch the lid, watch the lid. All right, guys, oh, okay, scoot. All right, guys, y'all ready to start this draft? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Oh, man. Those bugs are really eating through my tomato plants. It's the season. What the heck? Hey, watch the language. Ryan, can, can you please shut up that light for me? Come on, thank you, buddy. Hey. Well, I'm not made of money. You gonna pay the bill? So that's only part of the video. If y'all want to see the full video, it's on our YouTube channel, Anchor Chapel. So you're probably wondering why I showed that video. Well, that video was recorded and released three years ago. And so we know a lot of things have changed three, from from that time, 2019, pre-pandemic. It's, it's been a wild ride. But in 2019, in that, that was about six months I had been at Anchor. I had started serving at Anchor that March, so about three months before. But if I was being honest, which I was in the video, that was probably the first time that I actually hung out with a lot of people that I have been serving with, that I have been worshiping with, for the past six months. And so we know with any relationship, it takes work, you know? And a lot of the times that the problem was that I didn't know people for that long was I kept myself closed off. I didn't take advantage of the invites, the anchor groups, and people that wanted to love me and wanted to get to know me. So that also works with our relationship with God. See, just because we're in close proximity with people does not guarantee an authentic and transparent relationship. And so we have to work towards that. So me growing up, uh, I did a lot of car rides with my dad. We traveled a lot. And so that's where I had the opportunity, being in close proximity, whether I would engage in the conversations that he started or if I would just, just look out the window, put my headset on, or if I would engage in conversations to actually get to know him. Which brings me to the title of my message, The Father You Didn't Know You Had. 
So before we get into our scripture, let's pray real quick. God, we just thank you for allowing us to be here. Allow me to be your conduit. Speak through me. Uh, open eyes, open, soften hearts, and open ears to receive your word and give revelation. Amen. All right. So we're going to go into our scripture for today, Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Give you a little chance if you write notes to get that together. I like to call it our anchor scripture because nobody says that. So I'm going to coin that term, our anchor scripture for today, Matthew 7, 7 through 11. And if y'all ready, let me just hear y'all say a good yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's roll. So ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give, you, give him a snake? If you, then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. See, there's a level of relationship that God wants us to have. There's a level that we have not reached yet and we might think we've already been there. But to understand God in all his vastness, there's a few things that we have to do. And the first thing that we have to do is to take him out of our own box. See, we put God in a box because it makes sense to us. We can wrap our brains around our preconceived notions, our philosophies, and it helps us explain, understand life and our faith. However, it can keep us from experiencing who God is in all his vastness. See, when we're putting God in that box, we're basically putting a mental, a spiritual, a physical, and a financial box of what God can do for us, through us, and with us, capping up capping him at what the vulnerability of how we can be with God and how we can experience God and what we can say and be transparent with God. So, you know, maybe a few people in here was like, man, I, I don't put God in a box. You know, I just let God just do his thing. I let God do his thing. But let's, let's go over a few ways, a few reasons on how we can put God in a box. The first one is human labels. See, in Matthew 16 through, uh, 13 through 17, Jesus and his disciples were near the town of Philippi, and, they, and he asked them, what do people say about the Son of Man? And the disciples answered, well, some people say you're John the Baptist, or maybe Elijah, or Jeremiah, or some other prophet. But Jesus asked, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus told him, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. You didn't discover this on your own. It was shown to you by my Father in heaven. A lot of times we go through life just regurgitating what we've heard from other people, what people say who God is or what they've experienced, or we're just what our experience instead of studying of who God is, instead of going to him personally and saying, God, who are you? What, what can you do? What, what, what is, who are you, God? And this can come and manifest in different situations. You may have grown up in a church that didn't really believe or teach on healing, but doesn't mean he's not a healer. You know, you may have been taught improperly about tithing and just thinking mentally of how it is with the church instead of how it is for you and how God works through tithing for you and your life in that heart posture that he wants you to have. 
See, sometimes we box God in uh, with our negative experiences. You know, you feel, you, you feel God has let you down because he didn't answer a prayer that you were asking for. You were looking for something. You didn't receive something that you asked him for. But back in our scripture in, in 9 and 10, we, we read, uh, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? See, God gives good and perfect gifts. And so we're asking for something and looking for something and seeking for something that's outside of God's will. And it will turn into that, that metaphorical stone or that serpent. God's natural thing is he wants to protect us. He wants to block those, those, those situations. He wants to close the door. There is a blessing um, in a closed door. But that's another story for another day. Um, and and, and that's, that's God's nature. We sometimes box God in through traumatic experiences. People have done us wrong in the church. Church hurt. Traumatic experiences, losing a lost one uh, early or prematurely. People like, for me that I know, people that's in the military that's gone across the seas and done things that they never thought they would have to do and not coming back the same. Boxing God in or being boxed in by control and fear. People using the Bible and, and the pulpit to drive fear. Being wolves in sheep's clothing and giving false context to the actual text. We boss God in with our ignorance, simply not knowing or caring to learn about God. Or we box God in with our human wisdom, leaning on our own understanding. And, can put, and that can put God through uh, creating or assuming knowledge of him that he has not revealed to us. See, when we understand our limitations, then we understand that certain things that God does is just too big, too marvelous, too intricate for us to really understand or to comprehend, which makes us have to depend on him and actually put faith at work. So we've been going through, you know, boxing God in, you know, but if we still want to really understand the father that we just didn't know we had and everything that he has for us, the second thing we have to do is embrace authentic and transparent communication with God. See, you could communicate with God daily and miss that spark of intimacy because you're not speaking to God constantly, constantly about things you are going through. It's even transparency in worship, things that you're going through. See, God is love. He has a compassionate heart. We agree on that, right? God is a father. He cares so much about you that to the point that you won't even understand. See, in Philippians 4 and 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation, every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. See, in the scripture, we see that we are being told not to worry about anything. I know, easier said than done. You know, but this is one of the ways we can defeat anxiety through our prayers by making our requests known to God. Every situation, every request, things that we're constantly going to, to God. You see, there's two problems when we're trying to be uh, authentic or we're like, you know, a lot of times I'm trying to have this conversation with God and I don't feel like I, I hear him or I'm seeking for my purpose and everything. And, there's usually two reasons that we run into 
um, trying to hear God and, and his understanding. The first reason is we simply just don't talk to God enough, you know, meaning we only talk to God about certain situations, you know, that house, that car, that spouse, that relationship, you know, just the main things, or we're only talking to God about when we're trying to get out of something. You know that, uh, God, if you, uh, if you just get me out of this one, I'll never, ever, ever, ever do this again. Or, you know, I was a student, you know, and so other students, you know, that test that you didn't study for. So, so God, hey, um, if you could bring back those answers that I never looked over, you know, I, that would be greatly appreciated. So this means that we're only used to hearing God sparingly or in certain situations. So that means we don't recognize his voice and his confirmations because we are not familiar with his voice or how he speaks to us uniquely for our own unique relationship. But y'all know I'm not just going to give y'all a problem and not give any solutions to the, to, the, to the problem. So, you know, if you're struggling about hearing God and, and your purpose and embracing that authentic relationship with God, you know, it's simple. All you have to do is talk to God more. I know that's vague, right? So let me ask you this. You know, did you go to sleep last night or wake up in the morning and say, hey, God, what should I wear today? You know, I do this constantly because y'all know me. You never know what I'm going to show up at church. You know, I could be dressed down to the T9 or I just whatever. And I had something. I know Corey like to have, have, have jokes and Dante because, you know, I did have something I was going to wear. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill him with this one. I'm going to be up here, I'm going to kill him with this one. But then I was like, you know what, God, you know, you know is it okay? Can I wear this? And you know what he told me? He said, no. He said, I was like, well, why? He said, because the focus is going to be on you and not on me. Simple things. You go to the Costco, Walmart, you ever pray to God, hey, God, open up a close parking spot for me. God, what should I eat today? Simple task. The reason why we want to talk to God more because you want to build that relationship. And the more that you ask God, the more you hear answers from him. And the more you hear answers from him, the more you know his voice. And it helps you when it comes to those difficult situations when God asks you to do something out of, out of the norm, whether it's quitting a job, moving somewhere, doing something that, you're, that just doesn't make sense and you're pulling your hair out. But because that you continue to talk to God and continue to ask questions, even on mundane things, we hear them more. Let's, let's really look at it. We say God is our, our, our Savior. God is our Lord. But a lot of things, we just feel like, nah, I got this, God. I don't have to ask you any questions about this because I'm just going to do it. You just, you just do the big stuff, and, and, you know, and I'll take care of the rest. See, the second reason that we usually have hard time hearing God or understanding um, uh, what, what he's saying, especially when we are dealing with our promises on that, is we just simply don't listen to him. You know, Jared, could you stand up for me real quick? He didn't know this was coming. All right, Jared, we're going we're gonna to talk on the phone, metaphorically, because my phone is down there. All right? Ring, ring, ring. Yeah. Hey, Jared, man, what's going on, uh, bro? Uh, can you give me the answer? Of, what, what's the answer to two plus two? <laughs> Click. So thank you, Jared. 
a lot of times we go and talk to God because conversations are two-way road, right? So when I talk to God, we expect him to listen. But when God is talking to us, we just move around and then we're constantly looking for that answer and like, Hey, God, hey, I'm, I'm trying to find something and then close the door. And then come back at the same thing. God, I'm trying to find something and I close the door. And, 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 that's, and the thing is we can't hear him because we're too focused on everything else. We don't make time to hear God. We don't, it's, you can wake up five minutes earlier. You can take a little bit off your, your lunch break. You can be driving and not listening to music. But we are so busy and focused on our jobs and our families and our businesses and everything is doing or as a big one that most people don't talk about. God, I can't listen to you right now. I can't worship with you right now because I got to get this ready for Sunday. I got to get this ready for church because I'm too busy working for you instead of working my relationship with you. We have to create that space and, and to hear from God. Because when we have too much clutter, y'all can hear me very well, but when we have too much going on, if they just started playing music and everybody's doing stuff, all you're going to hear is blah, 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 and all this racket. And God is giving you the answer. God, why are you giving the answer? I'm trying to tell you, but you're not putting yourself in a space to hear and listen. See, when I was riding with my dad sometimes, I asked him a question. And he would not answer, literally. Sometimes he would just like go quiet for like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, so we just, we just ignoring me today? This is what we doing? But I had an option to put my headphones back on or do something else or I didn't have a phone back then. That's, that's, that was before my time. But, um, but I would just sit there and wait. And then he would answer the question in greater detail than I even asked for, to the point that it answered the next two or three questions. See, in verse 8, it says, For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open." Sometimes we have to continue to seek God and sit in that space. We have to tarry in that space and continue to ask God because the answer might not be forthcoming. Trust me, if God doesn't want you to know something or he is like, nah, that ain't it, he's he going to tell you. He's going to tell you. But sometimes we have to continue to seek. Sometimes we just ask and just move away. You know, then sometimes we ask and we'll seek for a little bit and then we'll just stop. And then sometimes God is like, hey, that door is right there. I'm just waiting for you to bust on that door, bust through that door, and I'll give you the answer. I'm, I'll, I'll give you what you're seeking for. Because why do we have to do this? Because one of the greatest gifts that God has given us is the choice of free will. And he's not going to force his will upon us. So we have to go and seek and nurture that relationship. But as we're trying to embrace authentic um, communication with God, we have to be completely transparent. And when I say transparent, there's some things that people have been holding on to, trauma, past hurt, pains, things that they're struggling with to this day that it was like, if, if it came out, I, I'll be destroyed. We have to be, we have to be transparent. We have to, to let God know because there is that father that has a type of grace and mercy and love that can take that burden that we haven't experienced yet because we have not been transparent with him yet. But I know some stuff that you've gone through, that you've experienced, that you've suppressed, it's a little too painful. You, you can't utter it out. You can't speak it out. But see, this is the thing. We shouldn't box God in with our communication with him either. I, journal. Start writing it down. 
and praying over it and watch how God start working in you and, and moving in you and start taking things out and start showing you that love. You start feeling that peace that you ain't never had before. Start singing it out for some people. Sing it out what, what, you, what you're trying to say. For some people, you just need to, to find a phrase or a song and just have it on repeat of what's going on inside of you and praying over it and praying over it and watch God break those things that has been molded and holding you down for so long. Take him out of your box. Embrace authentic trans transparency with him. The last point that I have is understanding the golden mean of God. Everybody has a confused look. I understand. What's the golden mean, Roland? Well, I'm going to tell you. The golden mean is the medium between extremes. So we have our, that pendulum swing of God's attributes. You know, the wrath of God. That everything that you do, you're going to go to hell or uh, that God just doesn't like you and he'll just smite you because you just did this wrong. We have the prosperity of God. You know, the, the name it, the claim it, grab it. If you just have enough faith, whatever you want, you can get it. You know, then we have our love of God. And so... We have a responsibility to know and believe what he has revealed himself in Scripture. See, furthermore, we may also try to define God in a way that is simplistic and that is inconsistent of who he is. See, a classic example, the statement, God is love. Of course, that is true. God is the very embodiment of love. It is in all of the fabric of his being. But this is simplistic if we do not take account of God's other attributes like his wrath. Follow me. Follow me. See, I like to say, a Rolandism, that God will love you all the way to hell. And I get that confused look. I love it. Why do I say that? Because there's nothing you can do to make God love you any more or less. This is the reason he sent his son to die for our sins before we even committed one. See, but this doesn't mean that our actions or lack thereof doesn't come with good or bad consequences. We're now in a culture that, you know, we just do me. I'm going to do me. And God going to cover everything and I'm not going to have any, any negative reaction or any bad consequences. Um, but that's, that's a, a, a problematic statement because, like I said, we cannot overcompensate all of God's attributes and just, yes, grace and mercy and love, but we may also sacrifice our promises and our purposes and our blessings that God wants to restore and give to us by our action. See, if we create a definition of understanding of God that overemphasizes one attribute at the expense of others, we have now constructed a false view of God. See, we have now put him in a box of our own making that best fits our lifestyle and neglects his word and what he says. In the end, this comes down to a view of God that is based on ignorance. Quite simply, we do not know God as we should based on the information that he has given us in his word. Or we become denialists of his word. I know what it says this, but that don't fit the narrative. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. You know, only God can judge me. And he will. You know, but why, why am I saying all this as we get ready to land this plane? Why am I saying all this? 
See, once we understand God in his true vastness, in that true relationship, in that, 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 that whole relationship that he wants with us, it's going to help us in the life and the things that we are naturally and normally going through. One of the main things that everybody's asking and always wondering, what is my purpose? What am I meant to do? What am I supposed to do in this season? Decisions that we have to make. Discernment of what's going on and what God is telling you. See, I, I showed that video earlier because what a lot of people didn't know, like I said, I came to Anchor at the end of 2018. But when I came to Anchor, I was still playing the drums at another church making good money. Like I was, make, I was, make, I was making a bag playing for the church. And so I had just started my business in photography and videography. My whole thing was, God, I'll let that, that, that church go once my business starts growing a little bit to offset. Well, that February, God says, this is your last month playing in that church. I want you to let it go because I want you to start serving at Anchor. He said, there's some things I want to work and I want to start moving. That's not just affecting you, but the people that are around you. That's not going to happen until you start serving at Anchor. At the time, only two, about two people knew that I actually could play the drums at, at Anchor. Because when I got to Anchor, God said, you're not going to touch the drums until I tell you to. Because he said, you're so used to being behind the shield. You're so used to being a drum, you're going to get stuck there. And you're not going to be able to experience and grow in other places that I want you to. I stopped playing the drums for two years. Two years. You have to understand this. I've been playing since I was 11 years old. That was my first love where I just like, I knew I was best at. You know, I went to, to college on a band scholarship. You know, the world famed Tiger Marching Band, the best band in the land, you know. You know. <laughs> but see, if I've not been nurturing my relationship with God, if I've not been talking to him and asking him questions, then it would have been really hard for me to make these difficult decisions back to back to back. That's why it's also important to be in a place like this. Because when I told uh, Roten, Ryan Roten at the time, and he found out that I can play, I said, God told me not to play until, until he, he tells me to. Most people look at you crazy. Or like, oh, you're just trying. He was like, well, if God told you to do that, then we won't get you on the drums until God tells you it's okay. I'm saying that because while you're growing and you want to get to new heights and new levels, God's going to call you to do some difficult things. He may call you to put down a gift, something that you love, for you to grow and elevate you in something else. Because what I didn't know at the time, my, my, my real gift, my real gift besides speaking is creating content. In the short years, I've been able to travel and open doors and meet people and do things that I've never expected before because God was nurturing that. God, there's, it's never been a time that I've heard that somebody was like, hey man, uh, I had to come to Anchor or I had to check this out because I, I saw this picture or I saw this video and something about it spoke to me. And God was like, don't box me in on what I can do with your gifts. My spirit can flow in any and everything that you have. These are the reason that God has given us the gifts and our purpose. 
And last thing of how this is going to help you is with discernment. And y'all can go ahead and stand up. Discernment with the Holy Spirit of what's going on and what's, what's, what's true for you, what's good for you, what's bad for you. See, a lot of times when something is, you know, going wrong, like we, we know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But you, you ever go through life, you feel like weapons are prospering a little bit, you know, and there's usually three reasons. And the discernment will help you know how to shift and handle those different seasons. The first reason is God is actually testing you. And when God is actually testing you and I'm talking to God and he's like, hey, look, this is a test. Now I know to talk to him, but how should I handle this situation? How should I handle this season? The second reason is you're actually being attacked by the enemy. And me going to God, God is going to equip me and tell me how, what tools that I need to get through this season. The last thing, what we've done or the lack thereof, self-sabotage. And so now we can talk to God. He's like, hey, now that's, this is happening because of you. So now I know I can turn and how I can um, combat that, that situation or that season. And right now, I just ask y'all to just close your eyes, just close your eyes. We've gone through talking about taking God out of that, that box. We've gone through embracing God with that transparency and understanding Him in His true nature. So I want y'all to take a, a, a few moments. I want y'all to, to think about things that you've suppressed, that you've never said, that you've never uh, talked to anybody about, things that you're currently struggling with right now. But see, God says there's, there is peace there is joy and there's things that I can work with you and I can take it from, but I need you to bring it to me first. I need you to bring it to me first. Trust me, if you bring it to me, whether it's here, whether it's in a closet, where nobody's watching, watch me take and absorb that pain. Watch me take and absorb that hurt, the things that I'm struggling with, the decisions that I'm trying to make. Watch, I give you these answers, but you have to bring it to me first. You will start to see God in a way that you've never seen him before. And as we continue to close our eyes, there may be somebody in here that just doesn't know the Father at all, doesn't know God, has never accepted Jesus, or maybe want to rededicate their life. And if that's you, it's, it's, it's a simple thing. I just want you just to raise your hand real quick to put it back down if it's you. Because that's just the starting point. And everything that we talked about, is that you have access to it too. But before we end out, I want to say a prayer. God, I thank you for your people that you are in here, that are in here today, God. We ask that you send your spirit down to give them the confidence and the embodiment to express the things that they've been holding on to, so, to, uh, to express the things that they're struggling with right now, that you give them that confidence to walk in newness in you, to restore them, to renew them, Lord, that they won't just leave with this just for today, but they take it with them every day and every day and every day because there is hope for every soul. It doesn't matter where you, they are right now, what they have done. God, your love is right there and is waiting for you right now, God. We thank you and we love you for your people. We ask that blessing for over them. 
that peace, that joy, that comfort, that newness, that they can walk and take that step with you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. If you'd like to learn more about Anchor Chapel or support our ministries, you can visit anchorchapel.com or follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.